You're listening to Productivity on Purpose, Episode 10, What You Need for a Full Life. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, my gorgeous friends. We are back. I hope you are in a good groove at this point, most likely having to have made many, many changes in the last few weeks, socially, professionally, personally. It is so much to take in with this crazy, insane global pandemic. And if you are struggling, which I know many of us are, I hope that this 20 minutes of us being together today helps to lift your spirits and connect us. If we haven't met already, welcome. I'm Rithu Parikh, transporting all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. I love helping women like you step into their potential, their confidence, and power by squashing overwhelm so you can thrive at work and at home. I want you to know no matter where you are and your journey, no matter what profession, no matter what your family dynamics, I am obsessed with creating and sharing whatever I can to help you, to cheer you on, and I'm so committed to helping you succeed. Which is why today's topic is extremely meaningful to me and I hope to you as well, especially during this time when you might find you are just putting things into perspective. I think a lot of us are thinking about how lucky we are, having gratitude for everyone in our life and all the things that we're surrounded by, no matter how bad the circumstances are. And we're also thinking about what and who are most important to us, like what really matters in our lives, what makes us whole, what makes us happy, and what makes us fulfilled. So my job here, my job and my profession and my career and my obligation, I truly feel like a social obligation to you, a moral obligation, is to help you live a full and joyful life. Like I truly believe that's what I was put on this planet to do, and I believe with every cell in my body that you cannot do that when you are only somebody's something, okay? You cannot live your full and joyful life when you are only somebody's something, somebody's something. That means when you're only somebody's wife or somebody's sister or somebody's daughter, somebody's employee, somebody's friend, somebody's boss, somebody's mom, somebody's aunt, right? These are all amazing, wonderful people to be and identities to have. But if you truly want to live joyfully and be fulfilled and live the happiest and most productive life, then you've got to be someone for you. 100% for you. Someone who has their own identity that is not dependent or reliant on anyone else. Someone who can define themselves internally without comparison to anyone else. Someone who is so well loved by you. So having self-love allows you to have a more fulfilling life because you learn that your happiness isn't dependent upon anyone but yourself. And then you can spill that love. You can take that love and it 
overflow it to everyone around you, to your family, to your colleagues, to your spouse, to your friends, to your community, and that can be your ultimate gift to the world. So if you don't do you, just you, you will never have a truly full and whole life. Even when you have the career of your dreams, the most amazing children, a loving marriage, that just cannot be the whole story. It's a good story, but it's not the whole story. Create something that is entirely your own and you will light up and you will show up and you will be motivated and inspired in ways that you didn't even know were possible. So you do this by reigniting your dreaming muscle and imagining the life of your dreams. So sometimes when I'm going through this process or I'm going through it with clients, it helps it to go back to when you were a kid. Like really think back to your childhood days. And I don't think we ever have the chance to do that anymore because we're running around like crazy doing everything for everyone all the time. So this is something, you know, even right now while you're listening, you can just be daydreaming a little bit and just think back and be like, what did I want to be? What is it that you wanted to do when you were a child, a little girl? What activity did you use to lose yourself in for hours, right? If you're, I guess, like in your 30s or above, um, we didn't have devices back then, right? We certainly didn't spend time on our phones and playing video games. We had a lot of time, a lot of time on our hands. And we had a lot of time to create and believe and imagine. We lost ourselves in those times. Maybe we thought it was boredom, but there was a lot of imagination in there too. And we just don't do this as adults and certainly not as adults who are right doing everything for everyone all the time. So what did you want to be? What did you love doing? I mean, really think about that for a moment. So I'll start with me since I'm here. And I'll tell you, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be an artist, even though I really had no artistic abilities. I wanted to be a poet. I used to love writing. And at one point, I even wanted to be an astronaut. And then I remember thinking I was going to be an artist on the moon. Yeah, that was great. Um, and wherever I went, whether it was a friend's house or a doctor's office or the family trips or the mall or in the car, I definitely remember always asking wherever I went to, like at that person's house or in the office or wherever we were, my parents, I'd say, do you have a paper and pencil? Right? Do you have a paper and pencil? And that was always my thing. So I was always creating something, writing something, writing a story or writing a poem or even trying to draw. Like I was definitely very creative. So take yourself back there for you. Like what was it that you would find yourself doing? Maybe there was some sport. Maybe there was music. Maybe it was crafting. Maybe it was writing for you too. Maybe it was reading. And now just take yourself back there. Sit with that for a moment. Embody that feeling. And now take it and dream. Like dream forward. Flex your dreaming muscles. Flex those imagination muscles, not just from what's in the past, but what could be your future. What do you want your life to look like in the future? And hopefully it helps you to think back on your childhood, to identify something you love doing, what you love to create. And maybe that's going to help you play a role in this like future imagined dream life. Now, maybe it won't. Maybe that was just a fun exercise for you and it's not really igniting that. But I think for many of us, if we get back to those roots, that's where it's going to spark what is possible for us, what we've let go, what we, you know, what we really enjoyed and loved at one time and just other commitments and priorities and just life has happened and we haven't had that chance or we've just sort of neglected it and haven't gotten back to it. So what is it that you could get back to that is solely 100% yours? Acting, writing, crafting, teaching, reading, right? And don't 
for one second, even for one second, do not get caught up for thinking about, well, how would I fit that in now? Or that's not possible anymore. Or just be thinking about all the reasons you couldn't do it. Like, do not go down that rabbit hole of excuses. This is not the time to be thinking of all the reasons you can't. Don't even go there. Right now, we're just flexing our imagination muscles and imagining what that would be and how that would feel and what that would look like if that was part of your life right now. Okay, what is this one thing for yourself? That is a thing that's outside of your husband or your wife. That is a thing outside of your kids. That is a thing outside of your work, outside of your family. It is just for you. Maybe it's your garden or taking care of your body and your health or writing your book and your memoir or it's your painting or your hobby, whatever that is for you. And without this, without this passion, this love of something just for you, you don't feel whole. Because in our effort to do our best, to be our best, we have given and we sacrifice and we serve. And in the process, and even though that is so fulfilling, because it is, right? It is so fulfilling to us. We've lost a core piece of ourselves that exists outside of everybody else's needs. And I guarantee you, when you give yourself the gift of the space and the time for this hobby or this love or this piece of you that you've neglected or forgotten about for so long, you will feel so whole, so comforted, so confident, and so happy. And that love and joy and gratitude is going to spill over to everyone else in your life. Your life will be enriched not only by focusing on a core piece of you, but also because it will be a new, exciting, and fulfilling challenge for you. If you need to be thinking about things like, where am I going to fit this in? Or how will I create this space? Or where and how do I even get started? There are lots of tactical questions to solve, perhaps, for your one thing, right? The thing for you. And I know you can, and I know you will figure it out once you put your mind and your heart to this. And that is so exciting to see and feel as this new opportunity starts to unfold right before you and start taking a role in your life. It starts to play a very meaningful part in your life. So when I coach with my clients, I take them through a program. It's my signature program called Life in Control. And one of the very first things that we do together is map out three goals for your life in the next three months. So we start to create this very tangible and doable 90-day plan for you. And it is mandatory that at least one of those goals, if not more, is a very personal one just for you, which is why it's called life in control, right? Not just like about work, not just professionals, not just at home. It's like we're looking at your life completely holistically. And this is often a really big surprise for women, women professionals who are killing it or they're just overwhelmed and they have so much going on because they're working so hard, they're stretched so thin, they're burning the candles at both ends. So when they come to me, they think, well, we're just going to, we're going to talk about the systems and the efficiencies and getting through email. And then they are forced to pick something outside of work that is entirely for themselves. And they are shocked because <laughs> they're not necessarily expecting it or they just didn't think that would be part of this process. And in, in that process, however, they decide they're going to get back to painting or writing or cooking just for fun or reading or woodworking or guitar or Spanish or anything else that is just 100% for themselves. And it is 
honestly one of the most unexpected and exciting parts of the entire journey together. They are so happy and they're even like astonished. I feel like they're so surprised just to even be able to think that way. Like I didn't even think I had time or the energy or the space to even be thinking about it, let alone figure out how to make that happen. So here's the thing. Only you can do this. Only you. There is no one else advocating on your behalf in this area, right? You have to take control of your life. Even if you have the most supportive spouse or the most supportive friend or the most supportive mom who says, yes, yes, you should totally have something of your own. You should spend more time and energy on you. They are not sitting down with you every day and mapping out a plan and holding you accountable. Now, unless you have someone like me working with you, that's what I do with my clients. They invest in me and that's my job. I personally advocate and get into the nitty gritty, dirty details to create the time and space for them and hold them to their goals and all the things that light them up and feel successful. But if you don't have someone like me with you hanging out on your shoulder, then it's solely up to you to identify and carve out specific goals and the energy and creating something outside of that that is just for you, outside of all the crazy that is just for you. Other people in your life love you. They are your well-wishers, but they are busy with their own lives. Okay, so what are you going to do? So let me just outline it for you and give you the answer here. Number one, pick your thing. Pick your thing. Pick it. Love it. Love on it. Get excited about it. Know it's yours and only yours and hold it tightly in your brain and in your heart. Go back to the exercise of thinking about your childhood and then use that as inspiration and it might just spark. Generally, this works like nine out of 10 times. You're like, there was something. There was that thing. And maybe it was even something in my teens or my early 20s that I've just let go of. I've neglected now. I just, you know, all the other things came up in my life. So go back to those experiences because it really helps to pull from those because you already know how they feel. You can like, you can put yourself in that state of mind and have those emotions flow up to the top and know how exhilarating and happy and joyful they made you feel. So use that exercise. And if for some reason that doesn't work, pick something else or like I really been wanting to do or I know it's for me or I'd love to be able to get better at this or I've always thought about it. It's always in the top of my back of my brain. Get excited about it and think about it. Number two, Grab a sheet of paper. Y'all, don't just do this in your head. Do not. Grab a sheet of paper and write down five actions you would need to take in order to bring your thing to fruition. Like what are just five things that you would need to do to start moving on it? So if you picked painting, let's just say painting was the thing you used to love to do and you just let it go and you love to get back to it. The first one of the items on your list might be, I'm going to clear a small space in my office or in my guest room or in the basement just so I have a little bit of space there to to paint. I don't need to create an entire studio because that's just an excuse. I don't need to rearrange my entire house. That's just an excuse. I could use one little freaking corner, okay? So that's fine. Number two, I might jump on Amazon and order like a few canvases and just a few paints and a couple of paintbrushes to get me going. That's it because I don't want to even waste time being like I have to go search through the attic and the basement and find everything. Let's just get moving on this. Number three, you might say, I'm going to pick something I want to paint. Maybe it's out of a magazine or something online or just like out my window. I'm just going to quickly pick something. Remember, we're starting over here. So 
We don't need to spend hours and days and weeks trying to pick the thing because we're just starting to practice again. Do not overthink on this, okay? And any of these, if you overthink anything, you will begin to lose your excitement and your momentum and you will shrink away from your thing. The fourth thing you might put on your list is you'll schedule a time that you're actually going to do this. Like you're going to schedule it for, you know, Saturday and that's the time you're going to start. And the next action you could take is to let your family know not to bother you on Saturday morning from 9 to 10.30 because that is the time you're going to be painting and you would just request some quiet time for an hour and a half, okay? So take my word for this. You have to write this down. Do not skip that. Do not leave this all up in your head because it's not going to happen. Having that little list there of just really clear next action steps is super, super, super important and critical to make this dream time, this imagination, this love of your life, this fulfillment, this wholeness come into your life. Then take the first step. Take the first step, okay? So in this case, it was like maybe clear that small little space, a little corner in your office or your room or your basement or somewhere. And then before you do anything else, anything else, do not do anything else until you schedule time to get some of your other actions completed. So put them on the calendar. Yes, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen. So if you're like, I'm gonna go order some things on Amazon, maybe just block out 30 minutes, like put that in your calendar for Tuesday night. And um, I'm going to, you know, start like setting up that space. I'm gonna do that on, you know, Wednesday afternoon at four to 4.30. And I'm putting on that time, that I'm actually going to work on it on Saturday from 9 to 10.30. You know, so make sure you get those on there before you even start like jumping into things. So just so you know that your action plan is actually put into effect. And so guess what? <laughs> that right there becomes your challenge for this week. I always want to make your time 100% worth it. So I always encourage you to take one small action every week. And so today's action, the first one I want you to take in the next 24 hours is to daydream. Just daydream, imagine, think about what it would be that would light you up. That's about you. Journal about it within the next 24 hours. And then you can continue to go through the steps I just outlined. Listen, you're not doing this for me. You're doing this 100% for you and for everyone that you love and care about around you. Because when you do this, when this becomes a newly integrated part of your life, you will it will make you a better manager, a better employer, a better employee, a better partner, mom, wife, sister, friend, role model to everyone around you, and of course, a kick-ass woman. All right, sounds good? Yes, you're going to do this? Come on over to my site and let me know what you did because I want to encourage you and be your personal cheerleader and guide you. And so you can come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 10 and let me know what you did. And if you noticed, if this is our first time together, if you've been listening, I love partnering with women to build their life holistically. So they are killing it in their professional life and in their personal life. You see that I also love to make it very tangible, very practical, and I am waiting to work with you, my friend. I work with women in all levels of business across all professions in group coaching and in a one-to-one coaching format. I will help you get control of your focus, your time, and your results so you know exactly where to put your time and energy to get through your day without feeling overwhelmed. So you do things like stop putting off what you know you should be doing or avoid getting sucked into the email black hole. 
and have simple systems in place to make your workday more efficient and exercise regularly and hit the gym when you want. So I'd love to work with you. You can learn more about my coaching and about me over at lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. Okay, lifers, I cannot wait to hear from you about your favorite takeaway from this episode. You can leave that over on my Facebook page over on Life is Organized or on my podcast page. Again, it's lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 10. I am Ruthie Parikh signing off for today, wishing you a happy, successful, fulfilled day and week. So much love to you and your families. Please, please, please stay safe and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.